0: And welcome to Barry Aftercare, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Connie Stapleton. This is episode 95, aggressive communication. Do not pass go, go directly to regain jail. Oh boy, today you're gonna learn a few ugly things about my communication skills in my young adult life. Fortunately, with the help of others and quite a bit of effort on my part, I have learned much healthier skills over the years that I now utilize, at least most of the time. Spoiler alert, I'm talking about being an aggressive communicator, which is no good if your goal is to be the best overall healthiest you possible. And when it comes to losing weight and maintaining weight loss, being an aggressive communicator is not going to be of service to you. Aggressive communicators stir up a lot of conflict within themselves and with others. This often turns into engaging in emotional eating. And check this out, aggressive communication towards self, which is otherwise known as negative self-talk, is also a form of self-abuse. And we know what happens then, back to the emotional eating. There's a lot to get through today, so let's get started. And please be sure to go to www.berryaftercare.com and sign up so you can hear the second part of this discussion on aggressive communication. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome again to Berry Aftercare. I'm Dr. Connie Stapleton and we are finishing up our second talk about aggressive communication. I really, really hope that you listened well during the first one because to me, this is one of the most important aspects of your weight loss journey. What I'm talking about specifically is when you engage in aggressive negative self-talk. We'll talk about that in just a minute, but let's do a short recap of what aggressive communication is. And we'll talk about something interesting I found online. It was a dissertation that somebody did about, it was about um, fighting obesity through communication. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. What a great dissertation to do. I'll tell you about a little bit about what they found in terms of aggressive communication or communication skills in general. And then we're going to talk about some of the consequences of engaging in aggressive communication. We talked about those in regard to self-talk last time, but let's talk about the consequences of engaging in aggressive communication in general. We'll do a little bit of the recap on the negative self-talk as a form of aggression and aggressive communication. All right. So what do we decide aggressive communication is? We decide it's an easy one to recognize by vocal tone, by volume, by tone of voice. Yeah, we said that just a second ago, but it's really true. So you can recognize it auditorily. You can hear it. You can also see aggressive communication because you will recognize (laughs) anger in somebody's eyes or intensity in their face and not just eye contact, but glaring, right? So it's easy to recognize aggressive communication. It's easy to feel it too. People oftentimes feel intimidated or scared. And I'll tell you a funny story about that. I uh, spoke at a patient conference a couple of years ago, and Carney Wilson spoke on the same panel that I did. And Carney Wilson, if you don't know who she is, is part of a musical group called Wilson Phillips. And her father was a very famous musician many, many years ago. Anyway, Carney Wilson wrote a book probably 20 ish years ago. 15 to 20 years ago, about her experience through bariatric surgery. So she speaks quite often uh, at different events. I was at an event with her. We were talking about addiction and food addiction and transfer addiction after bariatric surgery. And I spoke on the panel first. And I'm very, very, very passionate about the topic of addiction and recovery from addiction. And it just so happened that my brother-in-law, tragically, had committed suicide the month before this talk. And he was a, a drug addict. And so I was highly emotional about the topic, even more passionate than usual. So I get up there and I give my talk, and it's probably 20 minutes, and I get down. And she's She's up next, and she looks at me, and she goes you kind of scare me. (laughs) And I thought, Oh, that's funny. But I've had other people say the same thing because I'm a very intense, very passionate. My voice is very strong. And I think I kind of scare people sometimes. Um, and I'm sad about that, but that is one of the things I've always had to do is reel in my voice. So you can tell aggression and it's not pretty. So we don't want to be aggressive, right? Now, let me tell you a little bit about this uh, dissertation. If you don't know what a dissertation is, it's a very, very long, very difficult, very arduous, very entailed research project that you have to do if you get your doctorate degree. How do I know? Because I had to do one. And I actually did mine on professionals' opinions of working with addiction. And I'm sure it would be very similar if I were to do it on working with those who suffer from the disease of obesity. And the opinions by doctors and nurses was not that great you know, they don't know how to deal with it. They're not educated enough about it. They don't know what to say. A lot of them think it's a moral issue. All those things you already know. But this person's dissertation in getting their doctoral degree was titled Fighting Obesity Through Communication. And I loved it because I believe that so much in everybody's lives hinges on not only their communication, but the communication of the people that they're around the most. And we all know that there's a high percentage of divorce, high divorce rate following bariatric surgery. So I thought, hmm, I wonder how much of that is related to communication style. (laughs) Probably a little bit. There are other elements also, but I'm sure communication is part of that equation. So what? They said in this dissertation the higher a person's weight, the more likely they were to engage in less constructive communication behaviors and to report worse relationship outcomes. Conversely, having a stronger romantic relationship and more constructive communication behaviors were associated with lower weight. Now, what does that mean for, for people? I'm sure there are many, many, many factors. There are surely several explanations, Surely different ways you can interpret this information. But let me give you some of my thoughts on it. So these are the findings of their research. The higher a person's weight, the more likely they were to engage in less constructive communication behaviors, and to report worse relationship outcomes. Well, this is not surprising in any way, shape, or form, if you ask me, not necessarily the weight aspect of it, but if you engage in less constructive communication, if you engage in unhealthy communication behaviors, I'll guarantee you're not going to have a very good relationship outcome. End of story. I don't care what your weight is. But in this study, what they found is that the higher your weight, the people who had the highest weight in this study were the ones who engaged in the worst communication skills and had the worst relationship outcomes. So I don't know if, and I'm guessing, that both people had unhealthy communication between the partners. And that's going to result in worse relationship outcomes. But in this study, they're saying the higher your weight, the worse your communication, the worse the relationship outcome if you're in a relationship. So interesting, interesting, interesting. And I'm thinking also that some of that is if you're really, really overweight, morbidly obese, And you're having physical problems and physical ailments and you're in pain and maybe your mobility is limited. And I didn't go, I don't have the details of this study. I could look them up, but I did. I did, but I didn't include them here. But you know, you don't feel that good about yourself. You're, you know, you're probably crabby or you're probably not going to be the most pleasant person to be around, especially at home when you kind of let your hair hang down. Well, maybe your partner is not very kind to you. Maybe your partner talks badly to you about your weight or calls you names or whatever it is. I don't know the details, but it makes sense to me that the higher your weight, the less positive, the less constructive are your communication behaviors. And that will result in poor relationship outcomes. On the other hand, they say, Having a stronger romantic relationship, meaning you're engaged more. You engage in romantic gestures, in romantic talk, in romantic kindnesses, maybe more sex. I don't know. And more constructive communication behaviors. So having more support, more constructive communications, being more assertive, being more honest, being more willing to share with each other how you think and feel associated with lower weight. So here is a darn good reason to increase your motivate or your communication skills. Because people who do and have healthier communications in relationships have lower weight and better relationships. Not a bad win, 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 right? It's good all the way around. Win for both parties, win for the relationship, win for your weight. I like that. Keep that in mind. I didn't make that up. Those were research findings. So, obviously, consequences of unhealthy communication, especially in this case, since we're talking about aggressive behavior, include things like this is no surprise. When you're aggressive toward another person, they're going to feel victimized by you, they're going to feel attacked, they might be afraid, they might be humiliated, they might feel belittled, they might feel angry. And it makes good sense. Who wants to be? spoken to in aggressive manner. Um, you're also likely to get aggressive responses from other people, especially if they put up with your crap for so long. So if you're constantly being an aggressor in a relationship, at some point, the other person might become aggressive back. And I'll share with you a very unfortunate and unpleasant reality from my own life. So back in the day, college. I've shared very openly about how insecure I was and how I was drinking my way through college because couldn't deal with emotions, didn't have a lot of, of self-worth. And not surprisingly, A, I'm drinking a lot. B, I'm dating a guy who drank even more. And as time went on in the relationship, he became increasingly verbally abusive. So I'm with an aggressive abusive, man, verbally abusive, a lot and controlling, very, very controlling. I wasn't allowed to work here. I could work here. I wasn't allowed to be drive to campus myself. Really tragic, really tragic. And what it says about me is I felt like a piece of crap inside because anybody who feels okay about themselves isn't going to put up with this kind of thing. So anyway, this goes along for a little while and when he the more he would drink, the more aggressive his language would be, and the more unkind his aggressive comments would be. And one night, I had had enough. I usually stayed very silent around him when he was in those kinds of moods. And one night, literally, I'm sitting at a kitchen table. I'm trying to study. He's literally pacing, circling the table, circling the table, just being nasty and ugly. And something snapped inside of me. And I said, You can effing go to hell. Well, that didn't go over well. And now, for the first time ever, he became physically abusive. And that is when I said, No more. But it's interesting because the damage to a relationship, whether it's one person or both persons being aggressive, often leads to physical aggression so the communication is often aggressive before there's physical aggression really awful kind of way to develop a healthy relationship right there's no trust if you're going to say mean ugly things to me how am i to trust that you won't do so again in the future disrespect oh i'm sure my husband because i was verbally aggressive and i wasn't i didn't call him names and i didn't Sometimes I did actually. Sometimes I would cuss at him. Of course he didn't respect me. I didn't respect him clearly, nor did I respect myself. How can you have a healthy relationship with those kinds of dynamics? I am grateful every single day for the hard work he and I put into going to therapy for years, individually and together. And being willing to do the hard work it has taken to learn healthier communication skills plus a whole lot of other things, but it's so worth it. But if you're gonna communicate in an aggressive way or have a partner that it communicated communicates in an aggressive way, your relationship is going to go, as they say, to hell in a handbasket. I'm not sure what that means really. But it's not going to be good. It's going to deteriorate. You're going to end up with more conflict, less connection, more negative interactions. It's just going to divide you. Most of us want connection. Most of us want healthy communications. Very few of us know exactly how to do that. So we end up back to back with each other instead of facing each other with healthy hugs and healthy intimacy. So Aggressive communication is never going to lead to a healthy relationship. And now you know that the more aggressive the communication in the relationship and the longer that goes on, the greater increase of your gaining weight or being heavier. Uh -uh, We don't want that. If you learn to be healthier in your communication, if you learn to be assertive and to listen and to be respectful both ways, you're going to have better communication better relationship overall. Surprise, surprise. And your weight is more likely to be better. All right. So last thing I want to talk about is the business of negative self-talk as aggression toward self and aggressive aggressiveness being related to overeating. Because I started the last video on this topic of aggressive communication by saying that it's thought that aggressive eating or overeating is an aggressive act toward self. So eating to the point where you feel miserable or eating to the point where you engage in relentless, unpleasant self-talk is a form of aggression against yourself. And aggression against ourself comes from shame. It comes from lack of self-worth. It comes from low, at, low self-adequacy. Nothing good. There's nothing good driving that kind of behavior. So I really want you to give some consideration to if when you overeat is directed toward being aggressive to yourself or thinking you're getting even with somebody else. If you didn't follow that, listen to the first video this week about aggressive communication. Now, this business of negative self-talk and being aggressive toward that, it can stem from overeating right? You binge or you give into unhealthy foods and now you're beating yourself up and that's aggression towards self. What's going to happen then? You're going to eat probably more and regain. So it's a lose-lose cycle. Aggressive communication towards self is most likely going to lead to weight gain or weight regain. So you don't want to do that. And that's a tough one. And it's one that many, many people who've struggled with weight for years and years and years have really had a hard time with because because they have continued to regain which leads to more negative self talk which leads to more regain which leads to more negative self talk and it really is a it's it's no different ooh this may hurt but engaging in negative self aggressive talk is no no different than being in Abusive relationship with another person, except you're the abuser. Swallow twice. You're the abuser. You are abusing yourself. You are an emotionally abusive person to yourself if you are engaging in aggressive, cruel self talk. Guess what that's going to lead to? The same thing that leads to in a relationship that engages in a lot of aggressive talk between one another. It's gonna get, You're going to be putting that weight back on, right? Maybe because you're eating to deal with those emotions. Maybe because you're eating to punish yourself. I don't know, but I do know it's not what you're going for. So I tell you again that this communication thing is not just thrown in here to have something to talk about. This communication thing is critical. It's absolutely critical to your overall weight loss and maintenance. So I would take it very, very, very seriously. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in yourself by giving of your time to listen to the podcast. Thank you for being willing to hear these difficult things, which may or may not apply to you. You decide, but work to be honest about it and working toward learning healthy, assertive communication skills. I win you win. I respect me I respect you. that way I don't have to beat myself up. That way I don't have to eat in any unpleasant emotions. I can feel proud of myself and when I do that I tend to be I tend to behave more positively in all other areas of my life. So we got a negative spiral downward or we have a positive spiral, Upward, guess who's in charge of it? You are. Because what do I always say? It's your health. It's your responsibility. What do I mean by that? It means if it's your mental health, get the mental health support that you need. If it's your physical health, get the physical health support you need. This is your life. Your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial health is all your responsibility. You're an adult. If you're lacking the skills, then it's your responsibility to go out and find them, learn them, and put them into practice. So today we're talking about communication. Get the help you need to learn and utilize assertive communication and I'll be back with more. Thank you sincerely for listening in. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Very Aftercare the podcast. The information shared on this podcast is considered psychoeducation and does not constitute therapy or a therapeutic relationship. Be sure to check out all the great information I provide, much of it free, by visiting my website at www.connystapletonphd.com. Be sure to leave your positive comments for this podcast and listen in next week to learn more ways to live your best post-op life.